podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. World of Martial Arts Television talk to Jonathan Tropper, creator and exec producer of The Warrior. So I was, I was finishing up uh, my last show for Cinemax, which was called Banshee, and I had just decided that our fourth season was going to be our last season. Um, and uh, at that point, uh, Justin and Shannon, Justin Lynn and Shannon Lee had brought this treatment to Cinemax, and I think Cinemax was buying it or was going to buy it. Um, and they knew I was a huge Bruce Lee fan, so they asked me if I just wanted to meet Justin and Shannon, and you know, I jumped at the chance to meet them. I didn't know if I was going to necessarily be asked to come on board or if I would want to come on board, um, but I definitely wanted to see those pages as somebody who'd heard about them, you know, many times over the years. Um, and so I met with them, and we just all hit it off and started talking about it. And uh, I don't remember when we actually decided that I would do it, but at some point. It was just decided, I guess. I was very anxious when I first met with them about the fact that, A, it's the Bruce Lee legacy, B, it's a Chinese immigrant story. There was a lot there to be nervous about, but um, Justin and Shannon are really amazing partners, and they put me at ease very quickly. Um, Shannon is is protecting her father's legacy, but she's also a storyteller, and she's also a very savvy producer, and she made it clear from the beginning that I would have a lot of latitude and I think because I came in with such an, an inherent respect for Bruce Lee from the time I was a little kid uh, and I was a big Bruce Lee geek like I could quote every movie and I knew which ones came from which movies and you know we put some of that in the show I think she felt safe that I was not going to do anything to sully that um, and then you know for me the biggest pressure is that Bruce Lee's name on the show is that we have to have the best fights on television so I put a tremendous amount of time into uh, working with our fight coordinators and making sure that we don't have any, uh, you know, subpar fights on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always pressure because, you know, you're out there in the public and you're always going to piss somebody off, but at the same time, you want to try to make, you know, I, I think we're just really all united in trying to really service a very clear vision Bruce Lee had. And, and we always go back to that if we are wavering on what, what to do. We, we just look at that. So, you know, as, as somebody who did martial arts for many years, I'm a giant pain in the ass to our fight coordinator. I don't think he's used <laughs> to the writers of the show coming into the stunt, the stunt workshops and actually, you know, talking through the choreography with him. I don't pretend to be a fight coordinator. We have Brett Chan, who is our fight coordinator and who's, who's really great. Uh, he and I really have a... Um, we have a great relationship. I write the fights in great detail, which is my version in my head of what they should be. But I know when I hand them to Brett, he's not supposed to actually listen to what I say. He's just supposed to see my intention and then translate that into a much better fight. So, you know, he doesn't worry, oh, but here Jonathan said it's three punches and I want to do a spinning kick. He'll do, he'll do what he wants to do. Um, what I try to do is convey the intention of what the fight should do, because every fight tells a different story. In terms of the actors, our lead actor, while he had some martial arts experience from when he was much younger and he had some stunt experience, uh, he had not done martial arts in many years. Um, before we cast him, I asked him to just make a little video for me of him faking it. And from the <laughs> video of him faking it, I felt uh, confident we could get him there. I did not know he was going to jump into the training like a maniac and go to Shaolin temples and go to Korea and 
work with these Wing Chun guys in England. And, you know, he went way beyond what I thought he would do. Um, and uh, so I'm really happy with the way he looks on film. And other actors like Joe Taslam already were martial arts stars, you know, action stars. Um, but we do, we do train our actors quite a bit. And Brett runs a whole training camp at our, at our studio. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just about playing to everybody's strengths and training them as much as we can. As a Bruce Lee fan, what was it like working and seeing the original papers first off? And then what was it like working from them? Did you feel you could ignore or were they, was there not that much detail there so you could fly off in your own tangents? What, what was it like? Yeah, I mean, it was very surreal at first. Also, the pages weren't just writing. He also did a lot of illustration. He was a very good artist and he drew... He drew characters, he drew fight moves, he drew things. Um, and it was just, you know, the fan in me and the, the little boy in me was super excited. And even now when I see my name and his name on the same poster, I get very excited. Um, um, at the same time, uh, the pages were very much about theme and character, and they were not about plot. Um, so other than Hassan coming over, looking for someone and getting swept up into the Tong Wars, I really did have the freedom to create a lot of new characters and to create all the plot lines. Um, so all I have to do is really be true to um, the integrity of what the theme team wanted to explore, which had to do with the immigrant experience, the Chinese experience in San Francisco, and uh, the philosophies of Gong Fu. And, and, you know, so I'm very happy to sort of stick with those themes and then just build my story around them. <laughs> I, I wanted to know... Um, do you feel like uh, that martial arts fans and Bruce Lee fans will feel that this series honors his legacy and, and honors the tradition of martial arts? Yeah, I, I really, I believe it really will. Like, we, that was the biggest pressure I felt, like I said. And, you know, all of our fight scenes, um, you know, we, we really are purists about what each character's martial art is, and we train them very seriously in that martial art, even if it means bringing in other people to train them. And, um, you know, we also, you know, we're very, we, we, we do put, I don't know how many episodes you guys have seen, but like, certainly in the pilot and in a handful of episodes, we put little flourishes of things right out of Bruce Lee movies. We did, we, we'll steal pieces of choreography or we'll, we'll steal little, steal little humorous moments from the fight, put them in there. We're, we're, by the time we're done, we'll have given a nod to pretty much every, every Bruce Lee moment out there. Um, and what I hope it does is, is for Bruce Lee fans, and I've experienced it at screenings where, like in the pilot when he sits down on the chest of the guy he knocked out. Like, when we showed that in LA, the whole theater cheered. Like, they recognized it right away. Um, and I hope for people who weren't such big Bruce Lee fans, seeing his name on it might make them go back and rediscover it through the dragon and way of the dragon and the big boss. And, you know, I think it's very clear that our source material is what led to what we're doing today. So I, I feel pretty confident that Bruce Lee fans will embrace it. Uh, on the show, I mean... I had moments where I like writing all of them, but the guy I like writing the most is uh, a character named Wang Chao, um, who's played by Hu Si. Um, I wrote that role specifically for him. He did four seasons of my last show, and um, I just I enjoyed his sense of humor and his kind of his long suffering, corrupt attitude towards everything. So <laughs> I, I find I enjoy writing him a lot. So yeah, we we actually we did see a lot of Bruce Lee imitators sure. and. Um, and I'll admit, when I first wrote the pilot, I wrote the pilot having that in mind. What we realized very quickly as we started getting into the casting process is we need to find somebody, first of all, asking somebody to imitate Bruce Lee, 
There's been a million Bruce Lee imitation movies, right? And it never looks that good, right? So I was looking at guys who were quite good, but you always run the risk of paling by comparison. So we made a decision, let's find a really compelling actor who's unexpected, and let's infuse him not with Bruce Lee's style, but with his essence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Koji's six foot one, six feet, whatever, he's not going to look like Bruce Lee. I mean, he's super cut now. He kind of looks... Well, he takes up a shirt a little bit, but, you know, he's got long arms and long legs, and he doesn't, and so his fighting has to be a bit different because of that, but we will occasionally have him get in that iconic Bruce Lee stand, or, you know, tweak his nose, or do certain things just to pay homage, um, but, and then occasionally we'll have other characters do it, too. Joe Caslin, who plays Leon in the pilot, there's a point where he flips his legs around and kind of gets in a Bruce Lee stance, too, and... Um, the idea is not for anyone to imitate Bruce Lee, but the idea is to just take his passion and be aesthetically brought to it and put it into our fights. I mean, I, the whole thing is bigger than anything I've ever done. You know, it, it's a very big production. Uh, you know, we had to go down to Cape Town and build this entire back lot um, to look like San Francisco in the 1870s. And I think, uh, you know, pulling together uh, this team, you know, our production designer, Andrew, who designed that, I think did such a phenomenal job. And just... Just figuring out the visual and the audio tones of the show. What does the show look like? What does it feel like? How do people speak? How do we treat language on the show? Because we spend a lot of time figuring out how everybody speaks. Um, just how to take a time period and make it feel period, and at the same time make it feel like the graphic novel version, like something no one's ever seen before. Um, I'm very proud of that. I, I think we did make something pretty unique and, and different. And you know, hopefully people embrace it, but either way, I, I just always like to feel I'm doing something that currently isn't being done on television. Was it difficult to make sure that each episode came back to some uh, uh, philosophical point that Bruce would have made, or given the flow of the things well, in different structures? Yeah, so, you know, we talked about that, and the idea was is to have a weekly Bruce Lee lesson. Um I, I think of the way TV is made today, certainly in the premium cable space, as, as a 10-hour movie. Um, I don't think of it as episodic, really. So, you know, we have... There are different characters across the way who will convey either in dialogue or in action a certain piece of the Bruce Lee philosophy, but we don't hang a light on it and we don't make it an imperative for every episode. Um, what I said to Shannon at the beginning was I don't want my lead character to be somebody who offers home through wisdom. I think that will feel very dated, but it would be kind of cool if the Madam of the Brothel occasionally does. And that was something she embraced. And so um, <clears throat> we have moments where I toy will say something that's a direct quote from Bruce Lee. I'm not sure if any of them survived the cut of the pilot. Um, originally in the pilot, I had her actually give the full B. Water speech. And Shannon decided it was too much. So we took that out. Um, but there's moments where I, we definitely quote some of Bruce Lee's um, more famous sayings, but they come out of not the mouths you'd expect them to come out of. Awesome. Uh, did, you, uh, did you always intend for the, the series to be as gory as it was, or as gory and like as bloody as it was? I think it's gory. I think it's like yeah, I mean, my last show was like that, too. I think I think part of embracing the pulp style is to um, it, it, to find that balance and, and to really make it a little, uh, to, to, to sort of celebrate a little bit of the stuff that more conventional dramas would gloss over. Um, and at the same time, it, it's, um, 
you know, it, it's we want the martial arts to be consequential. We don't, you know, martial arts have become a little bit sterile on television lately, where people throw a lot of kicks and punches, and no one seems to really be getting hurt. So we want to see that leg break, arms break, knuckles break, noses break, and and yeah, you know, we made sure that all that was being represented in our fights. At one point, Justin just turned to me when we were looking at casting, and he said, "I wonder what Jason Tobin's doing." And he he called him up in Hong Kong, and two days later, I was skyping with him, and three days later, he had the job. Um, it just you know that's the advantage of having someone like Justin on the team is like. I was obsessed with the Raid movies, and Justin's like, oh, well, I had Joe Caswell in Fast Six. Why don't we give him a call? And suddenly I had Joe Caswell on my show. And that's, those are not people I would have been able to get to on my own. So it was, uh, you know, having Justin godfathering the show was a tremendous help. Jonathan, he used to train uh, martial arts. Did seeing anyone else do all their training, did it inspire you to start again? And if so, what did you do? No, it inspires me. Until I get home, <laughs> um, I do. You know, you know when uh, you know when Koji started uh, training with Ninchucks, I began. I, I was pretty good at Ninchucks once upon a time, so I began doing it with him just for fun. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of it's, it's very time consuming running the show. So the idea of getting home and then changing my clothing and going to train uh, is just not happening right now. But yeah, I do miss it. You know, you forget your body. Your brain forgets that your body has sort of fallen out of the habit. So I still think I should be able to kick somebody in the head. But I'd be lucky if I could kick somebody in the waist these days. Um, but, you know, there are a few pictures floating around of me uh, that the cast had from when I used to do it. They made a birthday cake for me that had a big picture of me throwing a high side kick on it. I don't know. Say that from my wife. Yeah. I think, I think it's better to be a retired martial artist at this point. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.